0: I'd like to welcome you to WCPT AM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday Brunch with your gay best friends. Now please welcome your host, Scott Duff.
1: And a happy Sunday fun day to everybody out there. Scott Duff here along with Ellen Miller. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Ellen. How are you today?
0: I'm fine on this beautiful winter day. It is a beautiful winter day. It is. As, it is. as winter days go,
1: The it's sun is nice. You know, we've been lucky in February. There's actually been sunshine.
0: We have been. I, I have no qualms about this. This is a similar winter to last year, like a week or so of bad weather and then. Pretty uh, tolerable. There we go. Yeah, I haven't had to bring yeah. out the heavy stuff, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I'm happy. Except in Buenos it was really, really good. We cold had a, a
0: cold, cold, and a little bit of snow, but that was like a 10 day period. You know, it's not bad. Yeah. We well, think the winter's three months long. Yeah, so. Winter's six longer, months long. Yeah. Winter's <laughs> come longer. On, come on, it's Chicago. I know there's more left, but we'll we'll take what we can get.
1: You know, like what are the, what's that old joke about Chicago? Chicago has two seasons winter and construction. Yeah. You know? Sh- mm-hmm.
0: So very true. <laughs> it's
1: very true. It's very true. Uh, and we're here to warm you up yes, on this beautiful day. Uh, we got a great show planned for you. Uh, Senator Mike Simmons is going to to be joining us later on this hour to talk about the child tax credit bill that he is championing, championing, can't speak
0: this one. Champion, championing, 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 there
1: we are, so <clears throat> always a pleasure to speak with him, mm-hmm. our good friend, and look, it is 1934 in Duluth, Minnesota, and a group of wayward travelers' lives intersect in a guest house filled with music, life, and hope. That's the Girl from the North Country that's now playing with Broadway in Chicago. It's a musical written and directed by Connor McPherson that reimagines 20 legendary songs by uh, Bob Dylan. Mm -hmm. Joining us in the second hour uh, from the company of Girl from the North Country is Danny Vaccaro. We actually went to school
0: together. That's what I understand. Me and Danny.
1: Yeah, a little, little Wildcat reunion is going to be happening Sweet. here, very excited about that. And the Mackinac uh, Arts Center presents the life and music of George Michael for a special one-night-only event on February 25th, uh, and one of the their two vocalists, the, the do, George. Craig Winberry is going to be joining us later on. I, you, know what, you know how I feel about George
0: Michael. Well, I was always a big fan, too.
1: Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I can't, like, oh, oh, amazing. There we are. And of course, we would love to hear from you. So give us a call at 773-763-9278. The number again is 773-763-9278. Of course, you can find us on Facebook where we are coming at you live. Just head on over to Out Chicago Radio. And while you're there, give us a like and a click and a share and all that good stuff. But if that does not float your boat, well, hey, you can always tune in on WCPT AM 820. And while you're at it, follow WCPT AM and Heartland Signal, uh, our sister network, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the Tick and the The Talks. talks.
0: Yes, sir. There we go.
1: So what's been going on? How was your week?
0: Uh, You know, it was uh, kind of a a mellow week. We had Fat Tuesday on Tuesday. Usually I go out and do stuff, but we didn't. And then uh, Wednesday was Valentine's Day. It was Valentine's Day. And we went out, we saw uh, the uh, girl from the North Country, which we're going to talk about later with uh, your friend Danny Vaccaro. Uh, And then we we went to a lovely dinner uh i forget the name of the restaurant it's like a french bistro kind of place it's a in a hotel that's a block from the uh cibc theater. theater excellent food all right um loved it it was delicious and uh, then we walked over to the theater and saw the show so it was a, a perfect kind a of a valentine day night
1: lovely date night that yeah, you had there
0: we did and uh other than that, it's been kind of low-key. What did
1: you think about the Super Bowl that actually happened this oh, week? Oh, I did. I know, we right? did I mean, enjoy it. God, so it seems
0: like a long time ago. It was a week ago. Loved the Super Bowl. Loved that it was an overtime game, that it was an exciting game, that mm-hmm. it was a come-from-behind victory. Um, I thought that um, Travis uh, Kelsey was looking like a jerk a little bit. That's uh, for those, you know, it's... Uh, Taylor's boyfriend. Right, he's a great football player. He kind of got Isn't in. Isn't it Tyler Kelsey? Tyler? No, it's Travis. Travis, it's Travis. <laughs> Don't confuse me. Uh, he got. I was upset because he he, he kind of bumped into his coach and was screaming at him, and I just kind of hate to see that. Because I'm worried about oh that looks like anger management yeah, issue yeah, yeah. there. Like, you need to journal. What do you like uh, at home when you get upset? But well,
1: we'll find out in, in he, about a couple months when Taylor writes a song.
0: Yeah, she'll write a song. You know, she, she's she'll good about song. writing
1: songs about folks he's, she's dating.
0: He seems kind of I don't know. I, I, I'd be surprised if that couple lasts. That's just me. But oh um, oh 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 wow. I mean, he got so All drunk and he's kind of singing uh, you know uh, Viva Las Vegas and I don't know. He's kind of goofy, but whatever they want. It was a fun game. Just Kathy and me at home with the pup, and uh, we had our traditional Super Bowl food, which was Chinese food to celebrate the Chinese New Year. But our version of like you know wings is like a big thing, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had
0: three chili chicken, which is chicken in a breading with a hot chili sauce. So that was our version of wings.
1: Of yeah. So that's. Have you ever had Korean hot wings? Korean chicken wings.
0: I believe I have. Oh my god! Yeah, I like Korean
1: stuff. There was this place that's near my house.
0: Mm. Is that the one on Western? No, it's actually on... Oh. Uh, on Lincoln?
1: No, it's closer to the water. Oh, and, oh it's on, not Thorndale. Maybe Granville. I don't know, somewhere around there, like kind of in that uh, Edgewater. Yeah. Maybe it's called Dak, D-A-K. Oh, I have heard of it, <gasps> but I haven't been there. Oh, so good. We used to like, when we'd have people come in, like from out of town for like holidays or whatever, we'll get that mm. for like, instead of making That's a, a dinner, idea. we'll have that. We'll go pick it up and have it That's like, a good tip. Beans. I know, there we are. Yeah. It's delicious.
0: Thanks for that. So, yeah, was, we went out to Mia Francesca last night to celebrate our friend Janet's retirement. She retired. Wow. After right. a long career. And I hadn't been there in a few years. Man, that food is good. It's so yummy. Yeah. Is it? It's on Clark Street. Oh, it's still there on still Clark. Still on Clark, Street. the original. Yeah. And the that I a little trivia: the uh, the building that it's in was owned by my dad's. He called him uncle. I don't know if he was a blood uncle, but he was a Greek man that owned the very famous Ideal Candies, which was a mainstay in the neighborhood from the twenties until the eighties when Mia Francesca bought it. But we'd go there every uh, Sunday when Dad would drop paperwork off downtown. We'd go to Ideal Candies and talk about kids and a you know, and we were like whatever we wanted. The oh, place yeah. was closed. It was just for us.
1: Oh, wow. We had
0: ice cream sundaes. We had honeycomb chips that I loved. We'd go look at the big vats, copper vats in the back where they made the homemade candy. Wow, and that's
1: like going into like Willy Wonka's Chocolate It was. Factory. I felt like As it was a our version yeah. of it
0: because I loved reading the book. I was reading the book at the time, too. So, I, you know, it's a lot of great memories. And, we ate in what they call the Coach House, which was the old garage where Dad used to park when we went to Cub games. When oh we were my kids. gosh! Wow. So, so
1: you had yeah a lot of memories. parking right there. Yes. My biggest memory of me and Francesca is the old place that used to be next to it, which was Bar San Miguel. Oh yeah. Do you remember that place? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that was the official, oh, yeah. the unofficial About Face Theater. Oh yeah, hangout. I remember that bar. Yeah. Yeah, we would after rehearsals, we would all like kind of scooch on over there and hang out. Hang out. A lot of yeah, memories. A lot of theater folks were, were there and uh, Heather Gilbert, who is now a Tony nominated lighting designer. She works all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was tendon bar oh, yeah back in the nineties.
0: That reminds me, did you ever go to the Gaslight? Was that during your time? That was across from the old Steppenwolf oh, on Halstead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I hung in the 80s and 90s. And well,
1: of course you were you were the Steppenwolf
0: Oh, my God. Chick. It, the stories from that bar. Oh, I mean, okay. Dennis Farina was hanging in there. Spalding Gray was in there one night telling me mushroom stories we were comparing. <laughs> I mean, I, gotta, I got stories that make I mean, it's crazy. Those were the good old days. That's One of the advantages of being old, Scott, is I have those old memories. Do you have
1: those fun stories? Yeah. yeah no I think I saw I feel like some theater company did a show in the gaslight
0: there was a little space next door yeah, yeah. That they would was do next door. yeah there was a there little was... space where they did shows from time to time yeah, yeah there were, was I'm exactly I forgot about it who it was yeah it's still a bar but and the owners of the old gaslight still live in the neighborhood I, I was on my scooter last summer I put on the brakes and Jean, the old bartendress, and she, you know, remembered me and Natalie, of course. Like the remains people hung out right. there. Well, the Steppen- and then like
1: it became Touchstone after Steppenwolf moved out. Because you see, when I, oh, yeah. by the time I moved into the city, Steppenwolf, they'd already they'd had already, their, oh, they already gone, they'd already down gone, the they have had Grapes of Wrath was happening, you know, they'd moved into their new, oh, new yeah. building and everything. So I knew that place as the old Touchstone, which became the Touchstone Organic.
0: Theater. Yeah, it was a couple of things before became, they tore it they down they for condos. Down and it was,
1: then it was like comedy, sports, or something like that. Yeah, I,
0: I remember know. that.
1: Uh, memories, let the corners of my mind. I still cry when I
0: hear that. When I see that scene, the last scene of that movie. Oh, you know, I've never seen that movie. What? I know. I'm a no. Bad okay, now, <laughs> now you I'm give me. You tell, usually this is yeah, this is reversed. <laughs> oh my god. I know. I need to see it. And there was excerpts from Barbara's new book in Vanity Fair a couple weeks ago that talked. All about the filming of the way we were. Yeah, and insight and oh, if you love the movie, it's it's just delicious. Are they good
1: stories? Because there've been like some, there's some they're tell-all mainly things. Mainly
0: good stories. Mainly good. Okay. Mainly, but it's it's just the background. Was and... Robert Redford a jerk? No, she loved him. They're okay. dear friends. Okay. He was good, great. Good, 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 she good, loved good. him. I was, good. which is good. what I wanted to hear. All right, yeah, yeah. We need to hear that. Yeah, me too.
1: Because like, Britney put out a book, and all the all the millennials and younger, they're all mad at Justin Timberlake now. Well, yeah, well, you
0: know. You know, she mm-hmm. tells it like a, I, like. Well, there's two sides to every story. Indeed, indeed. But that's indeed. her her version of it.
1: So. Yeah, yeah yeah, way, yeah, yeah. So, how about I mean,
0: you? What was your week like?
1: Oh, you know, it was just kind of like, look. Here's the deal. We're, well, we're both going on vacation next week, mm-hmm. and I could not be more ready. I know. <laughs> I'm spiritually, yeah. I'm just like <laughs> you, my not, friend. I have not had you, a getaway. You,
0: you deserve a vacation. Yeah, have worked hard, and you have not had one in yeah, a while.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've had one that's just like a go away and just sit in like two years. Yeah. Longer. Like twenty twenty one I, I think it is when I like went to P Town. Yeah. So and even on P Town I did the show from there. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah. So I'm I'm heading out. So I've been kind of like that's been the carrot dangling You know, they say the me.
0: anticipation of a of a vacation, especially a winter vacation, is just as beneficial as the vacation itself.
1: I'm sure it is. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I have something planned so, every
0: two weeks from now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, so uh no, it's just kind of been like a regular week. I, yeah. I, I did not watch the Super Bowl. I was working working. How was it crazy? Uh, uh until four thirty.
0: And then just died. and then
1: it was like tumbleweeds through yeah. there. And then you have people who were like who don't like football yeah. who would come in and do their do all their shopping. Shopping. They're they like, this everything.
0: is amazing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you can do cartwheels down the down the aisle. <laughs> but I do what I cared about was uh Usher. I was so happy did, with his.
0: Did you? So you did see the, the?
1: Oh yeah. Okay. I thought he was great.
0: Yeah, he was good. He won't go down as my favorite. Well, I mean, it's not my cup still, of tea. Still, that Prince that much. is Prince is no, numero, numero
1: uno. Still the best. But but like I thought, Usher did a great job.
0: He did. I thought he did a good job was, roller skating. The roller skating and, moment was what I guess he what, does that the deal. Act in Vegas or something. I read he's done.
1: Well, he's getting ready to go on tour yeah. with the uh, Past Present Future tour coming to Chicago. I believe to the United Center. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yes, he is coming to the United Center. You're right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Very good.
1: But I I was thrilled. Alicia Keys. Showed up on that weirdo piano. What the heck was that?
0: Some people, and I didn't notice it, and usually I do. A couple of my musician Facebook friends said she was off key. I did not. Yes,
1: know. apparently her first note, she was like, nah. oh, yeah, it was not. <laughs>
0: so they were all seizing on that. Yeah, yeah,
1: of course. But I because we seeing love seeing taking her. people down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
0: didn't notice it, and I usually do. I was enjoying seeing her.
1: I was enjoying seeing her, and she looked good. <laughs> she
0: did. And as previewed really? by, you know, I told you she was going to be a special guest.
1: Well, she was a special yeah. in her little red
0: that red, red piano. Cat
1: suit red, and the, the red piano yeah. and then of course ludicrous and little john showed up as i was hoping very good made me very very happy
0: There was something for everybody it was
1: something for everybody
0: yeah, reba mcintyre and post malone and you know they covered all their bases yeah yeah
1: so, it was yeah so the entertainment was, the great. was good the music it, stuff was great and and the, the game other, was good sure yeah,
0: I didn't, I didn't, sure yeah I was sure, but we right, Devin? It was mad. a good game, was says a good game? our yeah. sports expert. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. People got mad, they like to get mad. Yeah,
0: people get mad.
1: People get mad at Taylor and Travis. You got mad at Travis.
0: I got mad at him for a minute, the way he kind of behaved because he wasn't in the play. It's like, dude, God, you're showing us a side that I don't think I want to see. Yeah,
1: no, but don't you think that, like, I don't know. Uh, don't you expect that kind of behavior from like from football players? Sadly, yes. Yeah, because I mean, it's just like it's, it's the exception
0: so... when they're not that way. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, mm-hmm. let's talk about toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. So, just. Just saying.
0: Just saying. Yeah. Goes, like with the the goes with the territory. It goes with the territory. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to think, yeah, I don't think I did anything else this
2: week. <laughs> yeah, we took Valentine's
1: a, Day was kind of like a, yeah, a you know, you we, anything? well, we're not, a, you know, I, not, I'm always a little poo-poo. I, I, I pee in the pool whenever it comes to Valentine's Day. For me, if you need a special day to tell somebody that you love them, you're doing it wrong. That's my opinion. You know, and I like because throughout the year I will like bring Jerry flowers or I will make him some special dinner that he likes or I will just do little things just to show to show my love. I
0: think a lot of people do that. But, you know, we always personalize our cards and we write something down when you have to sit and think about your relationship for a minute and write something down that's even though it would be nice to think that I'm going to write something nice down on the other 364 days of the year. Well,
1: 365 this F- year. Five this year.
0: year. Uh, well, I said the other 64.
1: I know, but it's or 364. Because it's 66 Oh, 66. Okay, you're right. This year.
0: 66. Uh, that it's not a bad thing to kind of sit and think about for a moment what your partner means to you and... To write it down and do something special, though, I was—you know—I was—I was gone on a cruise. I came home very busy when I got home, not feeling well. And Kathy had to drop me off at uh, Jewel to buy a ticket the other day, a ticket, a, a card. And she's like, "Good luck with you and all the hapless husbands you'll be standing next to." <laughs> and I walk in, Scott, and standing there was ten guys. Oh. I'm like, "Oh." She's right. The hapless husbands are here. Oh, welcome in the wife area.
1: Uh huh. Welcome and, to the snack factory.
0: And it was just, I wanted to tell them all, "You're here, the hapless husbands," as I was as predicted. But uh, there was a LGBTQIA little area on the bottom that I noticed, and the card oh. was kind of goofy. It was "Happy Wives, Happy Lives," but. I had to buy it. Yeah, of course. I had to buy it. Of I would buy a couple usually, and the hapless husbands weren't looking at those. So no, uh, more for you. Yeah. So I, you know, and I, we also, I, we got engaged on Valentine's Day in, oh. in 2011 as oh. well. So
1: okay, so definitely, like I said, I tend to I like, know. Nah. but you know, but we do take time out. Like you know, I just sat there. We, I had to work, so I got home kind of late-ish, like I mean, 7:30 or whatever, and
0: you know did you have a dinner together oh yeah or? we ordered pizza okay
1: <laughs> we ordered pizza a heart shaped bu- pizza yeah, it was a heart-shaped pizza did no, you? No, 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 no 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 but like we built a fire you know i built like i built well, a fire in the fireplace celebrating your had own pizza, special way. And then we did have moments where like it's like hey you know what we've built a little happy life together and and i'm so grateful for that so we we did have our, our tender moments
0: that's very sweet We just hear. didn't contribute
1: to the Valentine's Day economy. Well, we did
0: not get gifts. We said no gifts because we're going to dinner and, yeah. Yeah. We used to do dinner gifts. Show. We used to elaborate gifts when we were first together. And we've lasted several years like, please, no gifts.
1: Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. We don't need it. We're well, going good. on vacation. Well, you know, sweetie knows that you love her. She does. And Jerry knows that I love him. He does. And there we that's are. That's all so
0: they need. That's all they need. Is to know we love them.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: But it's nice to think about people that are, you know. I have an aunt that I love. I've got her Valentine card and Kathy's aunt, and, you know, just to make Uh, people feel good. I've been so bad
1: about putting things in the mail. I used to, like, every once in a while go through these, like, spurts where, like, I will just send postcards out. Like whenever I go to a museum, I usually buy like a collection of postcards mm-hmm, from that museum mm-hmm. and send them out yeah. just randomly because you know, nobody gets fun things in right. the mail. Nobody, you know? no, never. So did you? You send a? We a send card some off? Them out.
0: Yeah, we send them to some little, you know, nephews, niece, Kathy's parents. Oh, that's My really, aunt, Kathy's aunt. That's good. Yeah.
1: That is lovely. I, then I should take a note from you. I will. I will put that. File that away for next I year. I have send, to say, to the Kathy family. drives
0: that bus pretty hard. All
1: right, well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I appreciate yeah, I it. And hey, I do we, sign the cards as long as someone isn't <laughs> doing that, you Someone's know. Doing
1: what I mean, it. yeah, I had to check in with my family, my poor uh, my niece and her babies and her whole family, they all had COVID. Uh, so,
0: the people are, yeah, I
1: know it was just so sad. Mm-hmm. And then my my little great niece, mm-hmm, the one that has to wear helmet. a little helmet, yeah. because she's you know, she has to wear it 23 hours a day. But she had a fever, so she couldn't wear it, so they were
0: like kind of stressed out about that. How long how long does she have to wear it for until? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh.
1: I'm not sure what's going on. But she's fine. Good. Yeah. They they also, they're a little tightly wound, that family. That I happens. love them. I they're a little tightly wound. That happens. And we love them for it anyway. Mm-hmm. There we are. Um, hey, we should probably take a break. Yes, we should. Uh, when we come back, we are going to talk about... Ooh, there was yeah. lots of stuff going oh, on this week, yeah. lots of stuff going on. Um, and I might even not buy new sneakers. Um, so yeah, some <laughs> yeah, beautiful new gold. Sneakers. some gold tennis with pumps, an American flag on it, uh, some gold tenny pumps mm-hmm. that I will not be, be buying. Wrong. But no. anyway, no. uh, oh gosh, I love that we're going to segue because this part of Out Chicago is brought to you by Team Hockberg. Oh, and just in time for Valentine's Day. If you're going through a divorce <laughs> and have mortgage questions, sorry, folks, I don't mean to laugh at, at, your, at your pain, but you should do uh, what Joe did and call Team Hockberg. Joe said, I've been listening to David for almost 20 years, so I knew he was always helping people. He is a great mortgage and financial advisor, but he's an even better person. I'm getting divorced and have no family support. Enter David. I called to secure a uh, A HELOC and David immediately returned my call. After explaining my situation, David changed from mortgage lender to caring more about me and my emotional state of mind. He reassured me everything was going to be alright and he had my back. What mortgage lender does that? Oh, come on, David Hochberg. David connected with the divorce attorney on, on his show, uh, Julie Jimena, for a free consultation. Uh, the next couple of months are going to be financially and emotionally challenging, but with David's guidance, I know my situation will improve. David's an excellent mortgage lender and a better person who I highly recommend. That sounds pretty darn swell. Team that. Hawkwork helped Joe and thousands of WCPT listeners, but they can't help if you don't call 855-563-2843, or visit 56david.com. That's 855-563-2843, or 56david.com. Lower, lower.com, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS-112-4061. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, there's more Out Chicago right here on WCPT. Mm-hmm. and lesbian sports hall of fame welcome back to out chicago on wcbt and welcome back to out chicago scott def here along with ellen miller rolling along on a very beautiful day mm-hmm. it's been a very busy
0: week yes yes and i think the Lots biggest news
1: i think the biggest thing that was on everybody's mind is um how um friday The judge overseeing Trump's civil fraud case issued a final ruling that uh, inflicted a staggering financial penalty. With interest, Mm -hmm. that's the best part, Mm -hmm. with interest, he has been ordered to pay New York State about $450 million. That's with interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will have only 30 days to do so, or, or to come, either come up with the money or to persuade an outside company to post bond. And for three years, uh, he cannot run any New York company, including portions of his own, nor can he obtain a loan from a New York bank. The same restrictions for uh, Don Jr. and Eric, except that happens for two years now. Um, so finally, maybe accountability is happening mm-hmm. there we are mm-hmm. maybe the Teflon Don the Teflon coating is starting to chip off.
0: I would like to think so I would
1: like to think so. Um, Carl mm. I don't do, do you really think that because there was a lot of chatter, you know of course that it's like it's going to affect the brand, the brand that is Trump. Mm-hmm. First of all, I just hope that that takes the sign down. Of that building, that was the first thing that came to my mind, too. Scott, if you
0: get rid of any property, please be at the Chicago. I know Trump Tower, whatever the heck it's called, Trump Hotel, Trump Trump Apartments. I just that was the first name off. Take that name off. I don't want to see it. We don't want to see it. People have asked to have their rooms changed that are across the street from it. I'm sure they don't want to look at it. I wouldn't want to look at it. I don't want to look at it.
1: Yeah, that used to be one of my favorite views of the city driving south on Lakeshore Drive. And then, right looking, when you cross the river, down look, the river, to turn down the river and to see that, and then it was like, blech. or
0: when you're on the architectural boat cruise and you're going back towards the city yeah. from uh-huh. the lake, and that's all you see. Yeah, it's ah. just, ah. Eh. Ah. but uh yeah, I think from what I'm hearing, this is going to be a tough one for him to wriggle out of. Uh, he even an appeal is pretty difficult, and he has to, as you pointed out,
1: he's got to
0: put that money up. Uh, will he find some somebody to you know be, do the you know bond for him i don't know maybe but what really in all this scott i think about you're a crook you're a liar you're a rapist you're the republican candidate for president i know and
1: that's that's that again okay. so they keep talking about like you know will will the trump brand be be diminished like of course yes to to most of us but to still do those die hard folks mm-hmm. i don't know if it's gonna do anything but i
0: think when it comes to independence voting for him or people that aren't thrilled with joe biden voting for him they may you know this is this is adding up i mean you know these there's another criminal case as we know that's going to start in march yeah oh yeah uh at some point even the people that have their head buried in the sand and are only listening to Fox News will know about these things you can't totally escape hearing that he owes $450 million or whatever it is. Yeah. And that he was found to be cheating. One of the reasons people loved him in 2016, the people that voted for him, is in their eyes, they watched him on The Apprentice. He looked rich. He just, you know, emanated success and Money and they oh he's if he has that much success and that much money, he's the guy I want to run our country. Yeah, yeah, you cannot look at him the same way now. No, you cannot, no. and you may choose to, but the majority of people cannot look at him the same way. Well,
1: I want to know how somebody who cannot do business right in the state of New York for three years wants to run the country for
0: four. Yeah, he, yeah, and everyone's Good like, question.
1: like oh. Well, that's—I mean—but that's different. Like, it make it makes zero sense, and I, I think you know. In terms of, don't you feel? I—I I feel like the the, the brand, because there's a lot about branding. Mm-hmm. Say what you want about Ding Dong, mm-hmm. he's good at branding, right? You know, uh, I don't think it's—it was already kind of diminished anyway. I don't even know what I'm gonna what I'm saying here. The man is a failed businessman and everything. Yeah. How how He's, can you bankrupt a, a casino? How do you how do a you university.
0: Bankrupt?
1: Well, that I understand because that wasn't even a real that was thing. Fake. That was fake. Trump stakes. Mm-hmm. Mm, Trump vodka. Bye bye. Trump airlines. Bye bye. Now we've got these Trump
0: trading cards. Trump, now we've got the cards. shoes. Now we've got the tennis pumps.
1: Yeah, those four hundred dollars uh, uh, gold tennis shoes.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. idiots will buy them. There were
1: well, the, I was looking on on the social media this morning, and there was some idiot who spent nine thousand dollars on them so he, he could get uh, uh, Ding Dong to sign them. So, mm. the man is a liar. He's a grifter. He is all he is successful at is taking money away from uh, uh,
0: poor white people and litigating his way through life. And litigating his way through. Now life. it's turning. The tables are turning on him. And I think, really, I, there's just too much out there for him to slip away from all this. I, I That's my hope. I've always said that eventually the bad guys get caught. Eventually. Eventually. And my hope this is the eventually. I hope so. I, fingers crossed. And people will still vote. These law-abiding, patriotic Americans. Christians. Voting for a rape. Christians, <laughs> Christians. Voting for a rapist, a liar, and a crook. You know, it reminds me, we've never had a presidential candidate with this kind of resume when yeah. it comes to this oh, yeah. stuff it reminds me of other countries you hear about oh they elected that guy you know he was in jail he was a, this he was that this is what we've become in this country you mm-hmm. know uh, for a lot of americans yeah hopefully not the majority of americans i have faith the majority of americans will not see him as presidential material and will not vote for him
1: yeah i know but there there are those who are going to like i said the, the evangelical christians oh. who really want this man <sighs> this man to to be in office. What a bunch of uh, hypocrites. And let alone let a homosexual teach their children in school.
0: Yeah. Or have a drag them. queen read a story to yeah. her children. Or
1: let uh, people read books, let students read books yeah. about history, about how history really happened, uh, to read stories about uh, black people, to read stories about queer people, to read stories about women. We don't want that. We would rather have this this man... Who has committed fraud?
0: He's a horrible individual. It's just,
1: it's just mind blowing. very hypocritical,
0: and I have what very little respect for him? people that feel that he needs to be president. Of the Indeed. States.
1: Let's go to the phones and see what our good buddy Steve in the Gold Coast has to say. Steve, welcome. You're on out, Chicago.
3: Yes. So I want to make a couple of points. One, I couldn't agree with you more with regard to Valentine's Day. It's not the holiday itself. It's the way that it's inflated. I'm old enough to remember when giving someone a dozen long stem roses was enough. I haven't done that in probably 20 years because it has to be two or three dozen now. In addition to a card, in addition to a gift, in addition to dinner, I mean, you know, let's just sort of kind of Mm -hmm. put the brakes on things. Because, like everything else, the inflation has impacted. It's I'd, I'd argue the same thing with regard to Valentine's Day. You know, to tell the person you love you love them, but it doesn't require that you spend a thousand bucks to do it. Indeed. But, all right, so that's that's my that, that's my little rant on Valentine's <laughs> <Yeah>. Day. <laughs> Thank um, you. titled.
1: Team Duff. There uh, we are.
3: Yeah. Having said that, uh, you raise an important point. I mean, let's face it, we're Americans. We uh, Come summer, we just, you know, tune out when it comes to public policy and politics. And, and this year, unlike most presidential election years, you know, it, it's tough to get excited about the same two guys that were running the last time around. So, you know, and, and again, the, the, we can just sort of frame it any way that we want. The reality is it's going to be a referendum on whether or not you want Donald Trump to be your president or you want somebody else to be your president, the same as it was in 2020. Mm -hmm. I, I love Joe Biden. I think he's accomplished a lot. But people did not really turn out to vote for Joe Biden in 2020. They turned out to either vote for or against Donald Trump. And I think that that's much the same is going to be the case in 2024. So what we need to do is get people to start paying attention to what's going on and understand how what Joe Biden and his administration, and Democrats are doing, are, are manifestly affecting your life in a positive way and have done so versus what Donald Trump's vision of America is, whatever that is. And to illustrate to people that, you know, he promised you everything. He delivered nothing yeah. for God's yeah. sake. Forget I mean, that. A, it's always around the corner. You know, there was always a plan around the corner. I hate Obamacare slash the Affordable Care Act. We have a better plan in place. It's coming. It was coming in 2015 yeah. and 2016. Yeah. Well, we I think now. we're still in I-
1: infrastructure zero. week, too, right now. You know, we were still waiting for that. Yeah, so yeah we-
3: exactly. And, and my favorite part has to be that, you know, so for years, the economy is going to crash. It's going to collapse. You know, Bidenomics doesn't work. Okay, after after a while we can't do that anymore because quite clearly that's not going to happen. You know, even Wall Street, our buddies there are happy with this administration as the stock market indicates, as corporate Mm -hmm. earnings indicate. Mm -hmm. You know, low unemployment, high consumer confidence. So now, okay, what's the tack that we can take? Oh, I know. What the prosperity we're experiencing today is predicated upon the policies of Donald Trump from three years ago. So forget everything we told you the last three years about the economy. Right. The, the prosperity is, you know, I mean, come on. The level of cognitive dissonance that you have to engage in in order to buy into this is astronomical. So, yeah, like I say, I mean, you've got to get people to pay attention, which is what part and parcel of what you guys do. You know, we've got a couple of months left and then people will tune out They'll pull out the grill, they will head to those games, the parades, they'll do a lot of things. And then they won't tune back in until September. But, you know, that's not that much time. So again, you know, it, it falls upon those of us who do this for a living to try and convince people. And if you have some extra time or resources, Illinois is uh, is a, is a done deal, like right. a lot of states. Yeah. But we neighbor Wisconsin. any number of swing states. So, so give your give yourself some time. Go up there, volunteer, help. You know, uh, to, to get people in states that actually matter, yeah. you know, to, 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 vote, to think about why they're voting the way that they want to vote.
0: You can phone bank if you can't get there physically. There's many things you can exactly. do. Michigan, Ohio, and Wisconsin. Exactly. And
1: Iowa, too.
0: And, and why well, there's a chance for Iowa? There
1: might be a chance for Iowa. I mean, I don't know. Like, Who knows? The Iowa's become very, very red, and I, and I understand, you know, I mm-hmm. have family there, so I'm kind of in there. But... Yeah, people are are still uh, uh, making sure that their voices are being heard, and we need to do that. That's a great point, Steve. Thank you so much for Thank giving you, us a Steve. call today. But that is great. You know, yeah, we are right now. We are in the thick of things. Uh, it's it's cold, so we're inside. As the weather is going to be warming up eventually, but you know, we have to. I, I've said this many many times before. If anything positive came out of 45's administration, it was the fact, or Reign of Terror, Mm -hmm. as it were, Mm -hmm. uh, was the fact that people became engaged, Mm -hmm. that people became aware of what's going on, that they showed up, they made their voices heard, they went out, they volunteered for people, they they supported candidates, they started looking at local situations. There's something very, very exciting about that, where we can all get... uh, energized, and we need to have that energy going going into this well, year. And
0: we were a captive audience because we had been home with COVID, watching nothing but television and seeing his reprehensible press conferences every day uh, and saw how he dealt with COVID. I hope well, that we have this isn't even
1: before COVID. I mean, I'm just saying, <clears> like, <throat> when he... Let's just even go back to when the 2016 election, when he won that day in January in 2017, the women's march that happened all over the country. You know, like that was like you saw people were activated right there. We have uh, an older person. um, uh, My brain just wholly, oh no, she's my older. She's poop. HEPA, uh, 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 uh Lenny Minah Hoppenworth. She became. She started her career in politics after
0: the election. After the now election, know, a, lot, like, of a lot
1: of people started, like being like, "All oh, right, let's mm-hmm. step up. Let's step up and and figure this out." And you know, we need to stay. Well, engaged. We need to
0: stay. The point is, yeah, we got. We have. We have short memories in this country, and we can't, tend to get laissez-faire a little bit. We can't. We can't just because Biden is old. We cannot let that stay in the way of us getting excited about making sure that Democrats get elected. In this next election. Yeah, agreed,
1: we agreed, agreed. Uh, hey, listen, uh, caller, we, callers, we would love to get to you, but we do have uh, Senator Mike Simmons coming up uh, in our next segment. So if we get to you, we can get back to you at the very end of the show. So why don't you give a call back? But in the meantime, we're going to take a break, and we're going to speak with our good friend, Senator Mike Simmons, about the upcoming uh, child tax, tax credit uh, legislation that he is uh, hoping will uh, pass. So please, stick around. You're listening to Out Chicago right here on WCPT.
4: Max Ehrman with About Face Theater. Welcome back to Out Chicago on WCPT.
1: Welcome back to Out Chicago, Scott Duff here along with Ellen Miller yes, indeed. rolling along. Yes, we, are. You know, we are talking about being engaged in what's going on uh, in your world uh, and I couldn't think about uh, anything more important than helping out kids and helping out single families and fortunately uh, that is what our elected officials are proposing as well, and I want to welcome back to the show Senator uh, Mike Simmons. Uh, Mike, welcome back. Thank you so much. It's good to be back. Good to see you. I'm sorry, I should probably call you Senator Simmons. We're not having our regular meetings that we have (laughs) at at the Snack Factory that we usually do. Uh, First off, how have you been? How are you doing? How's your winter going? Gosh, thanks for asking. I'm
4: doing well. I'm doing well. The sun is shining today. As you probably recall, there was like probably 17 days in January where we saw no sunlight uh-huh. and I am not a happy boy when the sun is not out. So, um, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's not that cold today either. So I'll take it.
1: There we go. How but, you, doing? you know, same Z's same Z's and I'm, I'm heading, I'm heading on vacation tomorrow. So I'm, I'm doing great.
4: Is where I am. Oh my gosh, <laughs> take, take me with you,
5: Scott. Done I and done. But, but I,
0: I'm with you on the sunshine, Mike. I, I just, we need it. We need it in the winter more than ever. So uh, today's a beautiful day. Oh yeah.
1: Yes, and speaking yeah. of shining light onto, uh, onto the world and onto, onto Illinois in general, okay, so let's talk about this child tax credit that uh, you are supporting. What? Break it all down for us.
4: Yeah, so... You know, I took office about three years ago, and one of the first pieces of legislation I filed as state senator uh, was a bill to create a permanent child tax credit. What does that do? Well, it would create money for working parents all across the state of Illinois um, who are struggling to pay for basic things like food and diapers and utility bills. And we've seen that right now hyperinflation is out of control. And so, you know, I always, I always go back to my, my story growing up. I grew up, for your listeners, by the way, my district is on the far north side of Chicago. So Uptown, Edgewater, Rogers Park, Andersonville, Ravenswood, uh, Wrigleyville, Butlong Woods, Arcadia Terrace. Uh, those are the neighborhoods I represent. And in our district, one of the three households is headed by a single parent. Um, I grew up in a, a low-income household where I had a single mother who struggled And I remember seeing her up late at night at the kitchen table trying to figure out which bill she was going to be able to pay. And, you know, I don't want other parents to have to struggle like that. And so the child tax credit makes a lot of sense uh, at this particular time for Illinois.
1: Yeah. You know, I had a very similar upbringing, except in in suburban St. Louis. You know, it was was a— a single parent home, and you know times were times were hard, and you know exactly what you're saying. You know, I remember being instructed about like don't answer the phone, or if you answer the phone, you know, and they're asking for me, like it was like you know the bill collectors are there, and just say we're not home. Wow. And you know, there's a lot of stuff, and it really hits home. And a, a tax credit, a permanent child tax credit, would really really help out folks. Um, uh, across the state. So what exactly would this do? What is the proposal? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: So the proposal uh, for folks what want to go on ilga.gov is Senate Bill 1444 and uh, that's the bill I filed which would create a $700 child tax credit for all parents in Illinois who earn under the median income. And so uh, what is median income? Oh, that's about for a single parent single filer that's $50,000. You would get a $700 check up into that now, and then above that, it would start to tamper down. If you are a um, married couple or you, it's two parents, then it goes up to $75,000. So seven, $700 for households up to, earning up to 75000 a year, and then it tapers down after that. And that's per child, Scott. So, you know, when, when the federal child tax credit expansion was done in 2021, um, you know, it was amazing that child poverty was reduced by – Forty six percent, almost half. I mean, we just, were able to cut child poverty.
1: It's just incredible.
4: And so, you know, what we saw is that the very next year when the when that, that expansion was rolled back, those those gains were quickly lost. Yeah. And so I'm I'm looking at the data and I'm saying, well, why don't we do a state level child tax credit? Fourteen other states have done this by the way, including California, um, Arizona, and a handful of states on the East Coast. Uh, Minnesota did a child tax credit last year that's the most ambitious in the country. 17 hundred fifty dollars for each child wow. uh, for those that are the most low-income households um, and that's projected to cut poverty by by 36 percent. so we, we gotta we gotta name the status quo right It's just not cool to have so many young people like how you grew up, how I grew up struggling and watching their moms and dads and caretakers um, develop chronic stress and anxiety and depression and all the things that are that are secondary to to basic poverty and this is the, this is the way to do it. Um, and it also is really good for the local economy because we know that low-income parents don't have the luxury of saving. They got to go out and spend that minute they get those checks back. Mm-hmm. They're spending it on basic stuff, yeah. and that's gonna that's gonna have you know a two point five percent multiplier impact on the local economy. So this is just a win-win for for low-income households, for middle-class households, and for our local businesses.
0: So, if, if I, to, to understand how it actually works, they would if you filed your. You're under 75000 income a year. You file. You have two kids. You get a check then for $1,400, or does it just does it come off what you pay is for taxes? How exactly does it work?
5: So it, you're
4: exactly right, except the, the, the additional thing that, that happens is because it, my, my legislation would be refundable. So that means if you owe uh you know less than the particular credit then you start you actually start to get money back right you get a check back from the government just like we saw with the uh federal child tax credit in 2021 so, you know, this, this is going to help people. This is actually going to end up cutting taxes for about 71% of low-income um, uh, households under the median income. Hmm. Um, so, that, you know, this is, this is a tax cut for those households. This is money back in the, in the pockets for those that don't owe a whole lot of taxes because they're, they're really, really low income. And that's going to have a stimulative effect on, on our entire state economy.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, actually. I'm reading uh, a lovely mm-hmm. newsletter that you, uh, your, you and your office sent out uh, earlier this week, saying that it would uh, reduce childhood poverty in Illinois by eight uh, percent. That yeah. it would generate more than one point five billion dollars in economic output and create nearly eight thousand jobs. Uh, that sounds like yeah. a win-win. Where are you right now with this bill in Springfield?
4: Yeah. So you're you're exactly right. That uh, the legislation that I filed would would cut child poverty in Illinois by eight uh, percent, according to a study that was done by the Illinois Economic Policy Institute just last month, January 2024. For folks that want to look that up, they they analyzed my my bill, um, and those were the conclusions that they came up with, including 1.5 billion dollars in additional economic output because those parents have to spend that money, and it would it would create 8,000 jobs because of the stimulus of impact. Um, where are we on in terms of the legislative process? So um, I've been fighting for this legislation literally since the day I took office three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a state for the 7th District, and I've, I've helped to build a movement for the child tax credit in our state. Um, I've championed this for, for three years, and what we've seen is that we've built more and more support every year. We've got a coalition now of over 40 organizations, grassroots organizations, across the entire state that are supporting this child tax credit um, and we've got a growing coalition of uh, my colleagues, a diverse coalition of lawmakers who recognize the the power of a child tax credit um, for, for our families, for our working families and for our children. And so I think that this is going to be the year where I think now is the time for us to do this. Um, and we're pushing really hard to make it happen. Um, I've been I've been on the phone 24 seven talking to colleagues, talking to uh, everybody that that, uh, you know, is concerned about our working families in Illinois. Uh, so that we build the support for this, and so that we get this done this year.
1: Does the coalition that you're developing is is it composed of f- folks who might be you know on the other side of the aisle, particularly downstate? Because I know mm-hmm. a lot. You know, the further south we go, the of the state art gets, and they are kind of you know weird about mm-hmm. you know big government and all that good stuff. Well, that's a good question, Scott. The beauty the beauty of the
4: coalition that I've been I've been working on is that. Um, it really is bipartisan. You know, just just a couple of weeks ago, I did an interview uh, with the downstate news outlet, uh, ABC uh, News 20, and they uh, talked to me about my child tax credit proposal. And they also interviewed one of my colleagues, Senator uh, Jill Tracy, who is a Republican uh, from from central Illinois. And even she, you know, in that interview, recognized the value of the child tax credit and appreciated that I'm bringing this forward. Um, you know, and said that this is something that she could potentially support in some form. Okay. Um, and what we've seen, you know, there's bipartisan support um, all across the country. Republicans and Democrats recognize that the child tax credit is good for families' pocketbooks, you know, and mm-hmm. so it, it becomes really hard for people to not get on board with this because it's so clear that this um, is a winning policy. For our working families everywhere, and for your know, single parents who are who are really struggling, just like just like uh, my mom and, and your mom and did when you were a child.
1: Yeah, yeah. So okay, so we want 2024 to be the, this year. When the what is what is the timeline that we're looking at in terms of the child tax yeah. credit?
4: So this week, the governor is going to do his budget address on Wednesday. So we'll representatives and senators will go over and listen to the governor's budget address. Um, and that really is when budget negotiations start in earnest. So literally this Wednesday, February 21st, oh, wow. uh, for folks that want to watch that, uh, we lawmakers are going to start to talk about all the things that we want to put in the budget. So the timeline is really from this week, February 21st, this Wednesday, through into May when the General Assembly votes on a final budget. That's when we'll, you know, we'll have three months of negotiations where lawmakers will try to get their priorities in the budget. Child tax credit is going to be my top priority in this year's budget. And, you know, I think that by the end of this process, um, I think this is the year where we should be able to get some sort of uh, relief in there for, uh, for our working families in the form of a child tax credit, because the, the support on this is, is really growing. Okay. Um, and I think it's going it's, it's to be a bit of a watershed moment here.
0: Good. So you're optimistic that it'll pass?
4: I, I am optimistic. You know, I think, I think this spring we're, we've got more and more lawmakers that are, are supportive of a child tax credit. Um, you know, and, and uh, we've got 14 other states that have done this. So it, it's, I think, the time has come for Illinois to to be the 15th state to enact a child tax credit. You know, the first state that did this was, I believe, California in 2019. So, you know, other states have already be, have already taken uh, you know, leaps forward on this, and so Illinois has, has been on the right track when it comes to our children and our working parents. And so this is this is the type of thing that should be in front. Yep.
1: Right. All right. Well, hey, listen, if you aren't in the 7th District and you think that this sounds like something you'd like to see come and become a law, why don't you go just reach out and contact your your own elected officials and elected representatives for you. Um, Senator Mike Simmons, thank you so much, A, for joining us today and B, always, I, I'm i your biggest fan. Uh, thank you for all the hard work I'm, that you're doing. Yeah, you are. You are name. just amazing. So thank you.
4: God. I'm you're one of I'm one of your biggest fans, and I thank you for the time. I appreciate always being with you.
1: All right, well, State Senator Mike Simmons, uh, thank you so much, and keep on moving, moving onward. Uh, hey, we've got to take a quick break, and when we come back, it is the second hour of Out Chicago right here on WCPT.
0: I'd like to welcome you to WCPTAM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff.
1: And welcome back to the second hour of Out Chicago. Scott Duff here, along with Ellen Miller. I'm right here. You're there. You are. I see you. And, I'm here. and you've got your sweatshirt on, saying that you are cold.
0: I'm always cold. Just make
1: sure that C doesn't disappear, because then that could be a horrible. <laughs> you're just wearing a little sweatshirt that says, "I'm old."
0: I'm old. <laughs> That's how I feel. I can do that too. Oh yeah, don't do that. All right, I won't. No, because you're not. Thank you. You are spring chicken. Oh, thank you, Scott. You're no. so sweet. No, but you're always chilly. I am. But I'm, yes, I'm going to change all that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, we've got a great uh, second hour uh, of the show for you. A little bit later on this hour, we are going to be uh, chatting. Look, I, you know, I love, I love George Michael.
0: I, I always loved him, too. Love him. I really was a big when fan. He, when he passed away on Christmas, it
1: devastated. That
0: mm, was so uh, sad. So... And I'm
1: sad I'm going to be out of town, but, I'm, you know, the Mackinac uh, uh, Arts Center is presenting the life and music of George Michael for a special one night only event on February 25th. Uh, and Craig Winberry, who sings George Michael, mm. uh, is going to be uh, joining us a little bit. But, you know, as long as we're on great singer songwriters. Yes. Holy smokes. So picture this. Yes. It's 1934. Mm. It's Duluth, Minnesota. And a group of wayward travelers' lives intersect in a guest house that's filled with music, life, and hope. And that is The Girl from the North Country, a musical written and directed by Connor McPherson that reimagines 20 legendary songs of Bob Dylan. And joining us now from the company of Girl from the North Country is Danny Vaccaro. Danny, welcome now to Out Chicago hello how are you scott i'm well and daddy it's so good to hear from you we went
6: to school <laughs> together yep yep the year was
1: 1934. it was 1934. Oh evanston illinois <laughs> just a
0: few years ago we were
1: in the norris center waiting to get coffee at jitters and then we were we were the girls from the north country we were the girls from the north country on the north side of chicago how are you my friend
6: I am wonderful. I'm wonderful. I'm coming to you from the uh, from the basement
1: of the uh, CIBC Theater. There we go. Good to know they've got a bunker. We love that. We love yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first off, congratulations. The reviews have just been la. Chef's kiss. Talking about this.
6: absolutely amazing. Yeah, I think uh, I think Chicago gets this show.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, can you, for our listeners out there, can you explain a little bit more about uh, about the story of Girl from the North Country?
6: Well, it's um, it's an amazing piece that I'm so proud to be a part of um, and so proud to do for you know over a year of my life because oh. um, it's different. It's, it is different than any show I have ever been a part of. Um, it is uh, all Bob Dylan music, and it's a musical, but it's not a traditional musical. It doesn't use the music in the same way that traditional musicals use music. Um, it is a beautiful play by Connor McPherson, who was our – Director and playwright, which and
1: incredible. I want to find out what it was like to work with him. But continue. Sorry,
6: the most the most gracious sure. uh, gentleman. I I'm obsessed with him. <laughs> um, but basically, um, uh, he was given the entire canon of Bob Dylan music to work with. And he created this play that uses the music um more as mood and internal feelings than um you know they don't people don't sing to each other people don't um there's no jazz hands yes it, um it's it's more about mood and feeling um and it kind of hovers in and around the play um and it's like i said nothing i've ever done before, and I think it's absolutely beautiful
0: and and also he uh, i I was there uh Danny the other night for the press night on uh, thir- on Wednesday and mm-hmm. I saw the show and enjoyed it. I noticed that the the songs though are barely recognizable to, at first, unless you really know the lyrics to all Bob Dylan songs, because they're very much reimagined and, and
6: very reimagined, and you can hear the lyrics and how beautiful they are. And actually, that is what <laughs> this show won the Tony for was for the arrangements. Um, they are absolutely gorgeous, and the voices in our show. Um, I think everyone who comes to see, every time someone opens their mouth, they go, Another one, another <laughs> voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really uh, hear, uh, especially the lyrics of Bob Dylan, which is no. absolute poetry. Um, a lot of times people say, I never realized that's what he was saying right. and how poignant that was and how beautiful that is. Um, so I think, I think we've made some Bob Dylan fans out of people who didn't think they were Bob Dylan fans with mm. these arrangements and... Um, these voices singing this music.
1: Well, and it seems like, you know, our our time at Northwestern, uh, it was kind of like a perfect setup to go in to reimagine, I'm, I'm thinking back to our performance studies days, you know, of going in and reimagining these this text, as you were saying, this poetry of Bob right. Dylan's into a new context and a new way to frame that. What was the rehearsal process like, you know, because, as you said, like it won the Tony for the arrangements and it's not exactly like the the Dylan tune that you would necessarily like, oh, that's what that is. But it's more of the the poetry, the language. Was there more? I mean, clearly y'all can sing. You know, <laughs> but was there like a very special attention to like, let's listen to what they are saying as these beautiful voices are, are cascading across the audiences in Girl from the North Country?
6: I think that we were given um, a lot of leeway into making it our own, um, and especially as uh, as, as a cover. Um, uh, Everyone sings it a little bit differently and uses their voice. Um, That was one of the things, which is rare in a a Broadway show, for them to say, no, we want to hear what you got. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were given a lot of leeway to make songs our own, um, I, like I said, and that's pretty rare. If you get into a wicked or a Liz, right. or they like they, they they say you sing it like this because right. we know this works, and mm-hmm. we're not we're not looking for your version. Um, as opposed to in this show, they actually do did want our version, and um, and I think that also. There's a lot in this show that's open-ended, as far as plot, as far as intention, as far as what happens after, what's happened before, and um, and that's okay. Oh, we were
2: give me ambiguity
6: to live. We were encouraged to live in the ambiguity, even as like I do not have answers, or uh, my answers are different than my castmates' answers. To um, to, to mysteries of this play. And Conor McPherson wouldn't
1: tell us. Well, well good.
6: Yeah. Good. He said it's for, it's for you to decide. It's for the audience to decide.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's one of my favorite things about this is it really is, it's about... Um, you like the artist able to make their own interpretations, their own choices, their own, you know, figure out what is what exactly is my plot line, you know, future that is never spoken. And then the audience, I think that, you know, audience especially here in Chicago, we enjoy like being engaged and being like, all right, we're going to figure this out. With you, and as you said, one of the beautiful things about the show is you can each person can have a different experience
0: uh, based yeah, on that. It's very typical and of I typical uh, jukebox uh, shows, as you said. Yeah,
6: the, the the best compliment we ever get is um, my family's still talking about it three days later.
0: Mm-hmm. Amazing, definitely people uh, talking. And
6: some of them and some of them didn't like it, and some of them wept openly because they loved it so much. And but the fact that they were all discussing it for days that makes me really
0: proud there is a lot to discuss you know I, when i look in the playbill danny you're listed as a swing can you tell our listeners what swing re- means for those uninitiated so
6: swing, um there's, there's swings there's understudies there's covers i'm kind of all three <laughs> um, <laughs> traditionally a swing is basically an ensemble understudy so as soon i i understudy all four ensemble members and i understudy five principles Okay so. so I actually know 9 roles yeah. in the, this show. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's harder than the regular I, roles. And
6: I didn't I did not sleep for a few months <laughs> as I was learning all of them. Yeah. And I've been very busy which is actually wonderful because I don't I've never been a swing before. This is actually my first time and um it's it's crazy and it's amazing um last night at the show uh someone pulled a hamstring i actually jumped into costume and on stage within a minute
1: oh my god like during the show or
6: during the show now that's never happened before but that happened last night oh my Uh, gosh it was it was was our first mid-show swinging wow i was down in my dressing room uh here at the theater and uh uh, they were like, yeah, can you get in the costume quick? And I jumped into my costume. And of course, because it's Chicago, I had 800 layers on.
3: Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> no easy feat. So I, so I
6: think I could have done it in 45 seconds, but I, I, I needed that extra time oh, wow. because of Chicago layers. That's crazy. Oh,
0: so were gosh. you in the show on Wednesday when I saw it for press so I was night? I not in the show on okay. Wednesday. I didn't think so because um, I looked up your picture I, and because I, I knew we were interviewing you today and I was looking on stage to see. I don't see him, so I was <laughs> Yeah. Sure, what
1: it's the
6: only part of this job I don't like is that I don't get to do it every day,
0: yeah, right.
1: But, but hey, but you have gotten not look. I, I'm there's a reason why people call them wonder studies, folks yeah. who are like yeah. in the wings. Hey, oh. just what you just said, you had a minute's notice to hop on stage and you know, get into costume, hop on right where you know, be in the show along with everybody who's already started this journey like it's it's just incredible I've understudied I think maybe three times and all of all and it was just one role and my I think I got an ulcer from doing yeah. that it's just so stressful how did you go about preparing for nine different roles um
6: That's crazy Yeah. But when I when I first first sat down with you know three different scripts that I was like putting uh, uh, different highlighters and different um, it seemed so overwhelming and um, one of my best friends who's a school teacher just said how do you eat an
1: elephant one (laughs) bite at a time one bite at a time yeah 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 one
6: bite at a time and that's that's what I did I just started with one character and just started doing you know and I still do I still do a character a day. Backstage, I I run through one one of my characters every show. If I'm Ugh. not if I'm not on the, if I'm not in the show, I run through the character, and then I do the, the next character the next show. And
1: keeps you on so your I, toes. So I,
6: do, so, I do, so I do, out loud all of the characters every week.
1: Oh my god, my yeah, my brain just exploded.
6: And it wasn't ahead. until um, well, uh, the very first week we opened in Minneapolis, and uh, the seventh show, I had to go on for the Doctor narrator. Oh, okay. That uh, part. We had not we had not started rehearsals for understudies oh.
1: yet. <laughs> oh no! Oh man! How did you do? Did you go on with a book in hand, or or what? No, I no, I knew it. I do it all right, cause you're Danny mm. and,
6: and and I and I jumped on, and the, the the cast was dumbfounded. They were like, "Holy cow!" It was actually, it was scary and amazing and thrilling. Yeah. It was, it was all everything awful and everything wonderful all at once. Yeah,
1: you were alive in that moment. You were
6: alive.
0: <laughs> has, has Dylan showed up to see the show? Do you know? He is not. He saw
6: it um, on on Broadway, in New York, uh, again pre-pandemic. Um, the, the New York run was a bit cursed with the yeah. it opened six the well it was down to the public, it was a big hit. Um, um, they they went to move it, they couldn't get a theater, they finally got a theater, it opened six days before the lockdown.
2: Oh
0: no. Yeah. That happened oh, to a no. few shows out there. I was but it's back. Uh, and
6: then it tried to come back and it got Omicroned and it was just it was just unfortunately for such a beautiful piece. It's a New York run was truncated. Um, so in a lot of ways we're kind of the big show
2: yeah.
6: Uh, we'll actually have more more performances than um the broadway run or any other or the london run um so that is bananas which
0: which kind of feels
6: great a very
0: talented cast that's for sure yeah
6: yeah yeah. and great great group of people um especially you know we're on the road we're in our own little bubble Mm -hmm. and uh the, the cast skews a bit older the characters are older um a little less drama. I know, but how refreshing <laughs> is
1: that? I'm like, oh, good. Yeah. we can be grown folks. That's and like, Yeah, we're, we're,
6: we're, we're grown-ups. Uh, and then the kids have uh, risen to the grown-ups, you know?
1: There we go. I love that. Uh, so w- what was your relationship to Bob Dylan before the show? Were you a fan before?
6: I, would, I always used to say I was a Bob Dylan cover fan. Okay.
1: Because- <laughs> yes.
6: Because because I, 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 with respect, never loved his voice, and I also didn't ever catch how beautiful the lyrics were um, until... You know Adele would sing it, or um, Sean Colvin, who is one of my favorites. She does this amazing version of "You're Gonna Make Me Lonesome When You Go." Oh yeah, that is probably my favorite Dylan song. That is unfortunately not in this show, um, but if anyone wants to look that up, uh, Sean Colvin live on Cover Girls, the last oh, song.
0: I know that she song, does, that album well. It's a she, fantastic record,
6: and her version is outrageous. And the and you hear these lyrics, and you say, and, and it makes you weepy. Yeah. Um so uh was w- was I a Dylan fan? Yes of his music.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no it's so funny. I was just telling Ellen in the break we just finished watching the we are the world documentary which have you mm-hmm. I, have you seen it yet? I haven't, it, but it's on my list. Okay, yeah, it's well, really good. But there's a lot of time focused on Bob Dylan, who was there, uh-huh. who looked kind of like a deer in the headlights for most of it, because he's like,
0: what am I doing here? Because
1: mm-hmm. this is not how I sing. <laughs> no. I don't sing like this big anthem. No,
5: and
1: he just was kind of like, oh. But you could tell that he was there because of the message, because yeah. of the idea right. behind it. Exactly. Um, Right. And his and as you said, I'm I'm with you too. His voice never really was, was my thing, but his music and the poetry of it is really just something else. Um what when folks uh come to see you uh because you're just going to here for another week, right? 25th. Right? Through the 20th, yep. Yeah, through the One 25th.
6: More One more full week. We got two shows today and then another eight, and then we're off to Philadelphia.
1: Fantastic. Hey, well, wow. when, when folks are here in Chicago and they want to come see Girl from the North Country at the CIBC Theater, uh, what do you hope they leave with?
6: I hope that they, again, talk about it for days. I hope that it is someone's favorite show that makes them go see another. Uh-huh. Um, I, uh, met someone in, we were just in Greenville, South Carolina. It was their first show they'd ever seen. 40 something year old man had never seen a piece of theater in his life. And I met him at the bar afterwards. He was like, you were in that show. Oh my God. And he said, my mind is blown. I, I can't wait to see another. I, I-, I think I like theater. <laughs> <laughs> it was the gateway drug. Nice. It was a gateway drug. And, um, yeah I, I I hope it's something that sticks that, that will stick in someone's head yeah. as a, a, a unique beautiful experience you
2: know, yeah,
6: um, and we haven't we, even talked about the voices and everything but also the design of the show it's lit in this uh, Renaissance painting type uh, mood um, I just think it's a beautiful beautiful piece of art
1: no you know OK, it's, it's so funny I have to go back to Northwestern again but I, I during our conversation when you were saying about how uh, what one people were like their eyes like they were weeping and other people just they didn't like it at all but they're still talking about it it reminds me of uh mary pool uh mm-hmm. one of one of our uh acting teachers uh, at northwestern the
6: amazing mary Poole. the
1: amazing mary pool and she directed me in this kooky pants play called the sea by edward bond and she was she I and mean, it was just a weird show and she was always like you know um my my best friend she's like i hate this place so much and i can't stop thinking about it you know and i think there's something (laughs) wonderful about art that it pushes a button you know or it stirs something within your soul and if you're like i didn't enjoy that but i can't stop thinking about it or uh, it has filled me up to my my core you know just filled my (laughs) soul uh it's great. It's, do you? Um, is there any little bit of uh, nu uh, theater training that, like, you kind of stick into your head you, as well, you I get mean, ready?
6: The fact that I could have nine tracks in my head, is right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's a fit. Is Definitely my Northwestern training, yes. <laughs> um, and also that uh, you know uh, we, we didn't. Ha- I didn't study musical theater. This is a this 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 script is a drama yeah. that you need you need teeth to play and um you know we didn't, i didn't study musical theater i studied just straight drama yeah. um and just always could sing i <laughs> always took singing lessons i know i could always sing um, it drove me crazy super uh, talented my- <laughs> But he, but um, this play has is, is, is got such meat to it that um, I absolutely needed Northwestern training mm-hmm. to, to be able to, to sink my teeth into five different roles at the same time. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, congratulations again on the glorious reviews that Girl from the North Country is getting mm-hmm. here in the Chicago run. Uh, you've got one more. We've got two shows today. and You've got one more week through the 25th. Uh, go check it out at the, at the CIBC Theater. For more information, you can go to Broadway Chicago. For tickets and all that good stuff, Danny Vaccaro, congratulations! Not just on this, but on like what a beautiful career. You know, it's it's been one of the best things about social media is being able to like follow folks that you really, really, really uh, enjoyed, and you've just been like kind of crushing it. So congratulations on all of your success thank
6: you. and congrac- thank you so so much. It's wonderful to talk to both of you. Thank
0: you. <laughs> good luck on uh, in Philadelphia. Break legs. Break legs.
1: Thank you. There okay. we are. All right. There goes Danny Vaccaro. The show is Girl from the North Country. It's at the CIBC Theater. Make sure you head to BroadwayInChicago.com for more information and for tickets. So, we should probably take a
0: quick break. Yeah.
1: Uh, I could have just talked to Danny for, forever.
0: Yes, we could. I know. There <laughs> we are. Next time. But
1: we got to get next time. But we got to take a break. And when we come back, uh, there's more out Chicago right after this.
0: progressive talk from
5: TuneIn. in i'm honey
6: west welcome to out chicago on wcpt
1: and welcome back to out chicago scott up here along with ella miller uh you know we're going from one brilliant singer songwriter mm-hmm. with bob dylan yep, to another singer songwriter which is a little bit more my speed i'm not gonna lie Ain't going to lie, because uh, the, the Macanick uh, Arts Center, or the Mac, presents mm-hmm. the life and music of George Michael for a special one-night-only event on uh, February 25th. And joining us now from the life and music of George Michael is Craig Winberry. Craig, welcome to the show.
5: Hello, Scott and Ellen. Thank you for having me. It's oh, oh,
1: my pleasure. my gosh. Look, when they reached out, I think it was almost like a month ago. Yeah. They're like, will you? I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Please please I am a super duper fan of George Michael. I adore him. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be dumbfounded. So before I before I get flummoxed, I'm going to ask you how did this show come about?
5: Uh, well it came across my eyes um uh 2021 and we went out in 2022, the beginning of that year. Uh, so it was uh, my first job right out of the pandemic, you know, that shut pretty much Hollywood and the rest of live entertainment down. Yeah. So this was uh, uh, this was the first project uh, that, that came out, as I saw it in a casting notice. Um, I've been in New York the past decade, and one of the things I've done is put cabarets together. Um, and George, there was always a George song in the sets that I would do. And when I saw the, the casting breakdown, I was like, Oh, I got that. So I submitted like my cave. Yeah, you know, I was like, I, I felt comfortable enough with the material. So, uh, and then long story short, we go out in 2022. Uh, uh, and we're back out this year in 2024. Looking forward to being in Glen Ellen. You know, it's 25 miles west of Chicago.
1: So I'm super pumped. Yeah, it's, well, hey, it's a beautiful venue, too, by the way. So, uh, but So the show uh the life and music of george michael is this like a is it a like a narrative told through his music or how what is the show what is the experience like
5: you're going to experience a concert uh the last of music of george michael is a celebration of george michael's musical legacy and that tumultuous love affair that he had with uh, his fans so um you get bits of information about george and the background of how especially how wham came about and uh, i cover george's solo career and um the lyrics pretty much tell the story of where he was at in his life and uh, the music he was sharing with the world, and, and especially with his fans.
0: And were you a big George Michael fan before all of this uh, happened, Craig? Or yes,
5: yeah. yes, I'm an I'm an '80s baby. Okay. <laughs> um, makes yes. sense. I. Listen, I remember growing up, uh, uh, my brother in high school at the time, uh, in 84, and uh, just wake me up before you go, go. I (laughs) had not seen it in TV. It was not allowed yet. Mm. Uh, But it was on the radio, and that song was everywhere. Uh You know, it's a big uh, – something I remember a lot about my childhood There's, you know, we have those four or five songs that, you know, really – Awaken your senses to sound and music and how universal and how it can connect people. And everywhere that song was played, people had a smile on their face. Yeah. And uh, that's what we see at the shows, too. So that's a, that's a, a bright spot of the show.
1: Yeah, yeah. so you you cover, like, a, the, the Wham! years and then the solo years, which let's be truthful like didn't weren't quite as, as joyful uh musically i mean there's still some joy of course that happens within his music but so you do both the wham and the solo years in the show yes yeah yes um go ahead sorry
5: oh no no you're fine uh, and we also have a uh, a wonderful featured singer that um you know you have to come and check out to see what uh of his duets that we cover.
1: Oh. Okay. Oh, I love that little tease that we've got going on here. Yeah. What? Um, yeah, yeah I, I too am a kid of the 80s. I remember Wham! Make It Big. That whole... I mean, we're talking Careless Whisper, the uh, what's the one with like, and now she's telling them, just have them, my baby, everything she wants, that's it. Um, you know, uh, yeah. when they did the Wham! version Wham's Freedom. Uh, you know, I don't want you freedom. You know? I love that. Mm-hmm. And then when he came back and reinvented himself with that first album, Faith, mm-hmm. that just he was skyrocketing. Like that was he, a it hot just record. launched
0: him. That was huge. Um, so
1: what, so your gateway into it was Wake Me Up Before Your Go Go. Do you have a fave song? Uh, from your childhood and now do you have a fave song that you get to perform when you do the life and music of george michael
5: well you know um i'll kind of uh segue into answering but i want to kind of give you a back. you know i took this uh opportunity um being out and a proud person myself yeah. like so uh, i feel like george was kind of d- uh, dismissed in a way and because he was so authentic to himself people are still finding it today and it still resonates with even younger generations like gen z you know mm-hmm. you've got the, the gen xers uh, uh, bringing their their kids to these shows it's, it's really fun um but the nerd that I am, because I'm taking this super seriously, you know. Yeah. Um I've I've gone back to the fantastic album and I'm obsessed right now. I know fantastic people are like, Why with the wham, wham-
1: rap? Yes, oh, uh, ram- yes! Yeah. The wham
5: rap is fun. But I'm obsessed with um, Nothing Looks the Same in the Light, because I feel like an artist today could release that. Okay, and it would be it would be a number one hit, and also it's totally George. And I'm like, i non nonstop singing this in my head right now. It's Love Machine because uh-huh. he does some of that. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it's amazing. And and, and you're like when then so you think about like, okay, how old was he when he was doing this? Like, are they making fun of like, you know, frail male egos? You know, like what? You know, it's like so. It's been fun to kind of go back and. Uh, Give the Younger George a, a, a listen again through, I guess, you know, uh, my ears now to when I first, you know, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go was like, this was before that, you know. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of what I'm jamming. That's, that's what's on play when I'm on a treadmill. Oh, the my job. gosh. That is so <laughs> funny.
1: Yeah, because, like, they were babies when they started Wham! They were, like, what, 18?
5: Seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Careless Whisper. Yeah. In the in those years, and so even uh, yeah, even on Careless Whisper now. I mean, <laughs> it's it's in Deadpool. It's in uh-huh. you know. It's still it's it's huge on TikTok. You know. Um. So it, it's definitely his legacy is, uh, um, standing strong.
1: Yeah. Well, how could it not? I mean, with that voice, there's something for me as a as a as, as a Gen Xer as a. a guy who grew up in the suburbs of St. Louis who was like figuring out his sexuality and there was this beautiful, A, when he first came on with that blonde hair and those white, white teeth and just I'm like, you're so pretty. There was something about like, and like that voice that came out and then as he like went through his evolution you know uh, trimming up the cutting the hair dyeing it darker getting the beard the glasses shaking his butt on you know on faith and then the message that he wanted to put out with i want your sex about monogamy in a time when it was like you know about aids mm-hmm. he really he I, I cannot tell you craig how much this man really affected my life um listen without prejudice is one of my absolute all-time favorite albums ever. Not just of George Michael, but of like ever. And I think part of it is there is this longing that happens in his voice that as a closeted gay man he couldn't help but experience. Does that make any sense? I'm just jibber-jabbering again because I just love him so much. No, it's
5: it's when you, you know, we've done these shows in LA and um, San Francisco. We just did San Francisco a couple weeks ago and they're Of course, they're like <laughs> feral fans. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so it's such a good time. You mm-hmm. know, in West Palm Beach, in New Orleans, we've had stops all over America. Um, and it's like you said, like uh, me as a performer, my duty is to infuse um, that authenticity. And that's what you're hearing when you're connected. Because at the time, we could not, like, this radio station did not exist in 1984, 85, 86. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, these things did not come around until, you know, we're now in 2024, and there's still rampant homophobia and misogyny, mm-hmm. and you know all types of discrimination. But there was an uh, an honesty that George was not afraid to, and that's what great. That's what makes great artists stand out is uh, their fearlessness of like, this is who I am. You either get it, <laughs> if you don't, there are people that do, yeah. and that's not my problem. <laughs> I know. Right? And uh, that,
1: yeah, do you do "Kissing a Fool" by any chance?
5: <laughs> that was number one, right?
1: I think it was. The, the, you were far when I could have been, mm-hmm. his little jazzy number. Yeah, that, yeah. 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 Okay. So I guess that's not in the um, show.
5: It, 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 I, I will okay. Not, Don, oh. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but it was in the original version of the show uh, when we first were teching it a couple years ago, and for time constraints, it was
1: cut. I bet. Well, it is. It's a slow, oh. and it's kind of a little. Yeah. It's a little sad, and
5: everything, but everything. He's the king of the ballads, I so like know. you're gonna get some ballads. You're getting the
1: ballads. Okay. You're getting the ballads. Okay, probably the ones yeah. that are a little bit more well known. That was a little bit of a deep cut. Again, Listen Without Prejudice. It's one of my favorite albums yeah. of all time.
5: Amazing. <laughs> uh, I love the album cover, too. Yes.
1: Yeah. And what I do, what I also think that, you know, he was somebody who was not without his scandals. Of course, you know, there was a whole uh, episode of he was getting bathroom. arrested in the, in the, in the bathroom. Um, but. Here's this is where my love for him just even got amped up. So his response to being arrested for picking up somebody in a public bathroom was to make a song called "Outside," where he basically effectively came out, even though he was forced to because mm-hmm. of this whole thing. And then made a music video where he was dressed up as a cop, and it all took place oh, yeah. in a bathroom, complete with like disco ball urinals. I'm like, you are, mwah, 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 I love you,
0: turning lemons into lemons. It is. <laughs> is
1: there uh, I know absolutely did. I know. Is there um like as you've been like exposed to this catalog and all of these these songs do you find something that kind of uni- unites them all or or what is your experience being with this rich rich catalog of music from George Michael?
5: I you know the fans. I mean, it's he created track that um, for, you know, the time that we are right now, people are they miss George and um, he was a one of a kind. So when you got a George uh, song, you're like, oh, he's really sharing what's going on. He has a message. And so that's nice with live entertainment. You get to see people having a good time. There's a lot of crazy things going on in the world. And it's nice to come as a collective. In the theater, have a good time, and just feel good about yourself. And, um, because everybody's got a story about, oh my gosh, I was here when this song went yeah. down, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just fans in, in, uh, across America have been and sharing, um, what the music means in their lives because, yeah. you know, they hear it at the show, but it's also a part of their lives. They take, you know, they're thrown on their favorite track, you know, I do too. There's, Uh, Some George songs that I have that's like always gets me in a good mood.
0: (laughs) Yeah, as popular as he was, we don't hear him covered that often, I don't think. So this is a wonderful opportunity to hear him. For people that miss him, that want, you know. Like me, like Scott.
5: Absolutely, yes. Are yeah. you, and you're both coming, right? Well, unfortunately, we're both, we're both, we're both on of
1: vacation. So sorry. Otherwise, we would love to. I know, to, Craig. I know. I know, because otherwise, I would be flying out to Glen Ellen. i mm-hmm. uh, go by I,
0: helicopter for you to. I know. To.
1: Let me tell you, and you all should do yourself a favor. You know, I, I love the fact that George Michael really is able to, like, you know, inspire such like happy memories or just any sort of memories with people to so that very pristine idea that when accompanied by music, a memory is that much more vivid and that much more real. And I and I think people are gonna realize that George Michael was a bigger part of our, mm-hmm. our lives than we know. So they
5: I do. I think that's a good that's a good point. You're probably the first interviewer that's shaped it like that. And I totally a hundred percent agree. There is a new I'm like, watch out Beyonce, renaissance yes. of George Michaels, yeah. uh, where people were like, oh my God, this is what he was facing.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Yep. And we, and you never heard about it, but me as a gay man, I knew exactly what he was going through. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. yep. I knew exactly that experience.
1: Sure. Uh, oh gosh. Well, let me tell you, I, I, it's, i I'm, I'm almost going to cancel my vacation. No. <laughs> <just> <laughs> well, to-
5: we're almost sold oh, out. They, oh, sold well down. then, all we, right. We have a. Yeah, we have a few tickets left. Um, wow. Yes, please get. I think
1: it's at the Mac.org. It is at the Mac.org. Yep. yep, yep. I mean, look, here's the deal. If you want to have a lovely flashback, just listen to some gorgeous music uh, and be dazzled mm-hmm. uh, by the life and music of George Michael, make sure you head out to the uh, Mackinac Arts Center on the campus of College of DuPage. Uh, for tickets, you can go to at the Mac. O-R-G, uh, and apparently do it quickly because they're going fast. Yes, they uh, Craig Winberry, thank you so much for a taking time out today to chat with us. B for celebrating this artist who really means a lot to a lot of people. Um, thank you for bringing his music to life for, for a whole new generation of folks. Thank you so much, God, Break Thank you,
5: and uh, sh- thank you, and and getting to sh- uh, continue to share. Uh, something that makes people very happy.
1: Yes. Absolutely. uh, Quake Wimberry, break all the legs when you're here with the life and music of George Michael. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us. Um, And when you shake ass, I know it's fast. All right, there we are. Uh, (laughs) uh, We've got it. Thank you! That's what you get! Um, That was my party (laughs) trick all through college. I'll explain that later on. But uh, anyway, we got to take a quick break. and When we come back, it is the final thrilling show-stopping moments about Chicago right here on WCPT.
5: We're comedy duo Pink Pony. Welcome to Out Chicago on WCPT.
1: And welcome back to Out Chicago. It's got off. He's
0: singing in the studio. I the George am. Michael Love, Michael George songs.
1: Michael is so good. Which he was good. I like really that. liked him, too. That voice was just I like so sex. That's
0: soaring. Sex. Sex? Remember? I want, want your sex. sex. Okay. That one. I, I like sex, sex too, but I don't know I played know that one it. on the jukebox at the uh, Gaslight, the old bar. Uh, there we across go. Cross from Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. I played that song all the time.
1: Yeah. But have you seen the, do you remember the video that? I do. You I know, do I remember the video. I'm picturing it right now And he was writing about monogamy yeah. across that nice mm-hmm. lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that he yeah, was totally right. having sex with that woman. Yeah, right. Yep. 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 And then but he, he was really—he was fabulous. He was. Sorry, I'm, just, I'm not he sorry. i was very sad when he passed sorry. away. I know. I remember it was of that natural Christmas causes. Day? I know he. I, well, I don't think he was. Well, it's I a natural, natural causes. I think his
0: body was compromised due to years of drug yeah. uh, abuse. Sadly, yeah.
1: I think he had which to. Which comes
0: from all of his issues, and you know he. Sadly, turned to that, and like many, gay like men, so many, yeah, you know, yeah, especially yeah. in that time, living in a yeah, a closeted life that he lived for a while, and, for a while,
1: uh, then thrust into you know being out, being yeah. outed, yeah. And everything, yeah. and then again trying to take control of the narrative. And people at the time didn't want to; they don't, they did not want yeah. a gay man, mm-hmm. an openly gay man, singing,
0: Mm-mm. which Very is sad. which is a shame. It is,
1: I know, but I remember that that Christmas Day, because we actually, Jerry and I were driving back from Christmas, and all we did was listen to George Michael Mm -hmm. and Wham! on the way back.
0: Yeah, it was sad. It was just
1: so, like, we could not wrap our minds around it. You know, it was like, this was our this was a big star. Oh, yeah. And, you know... Going back to you know, back in my day, you know,
0: kind of like when Mike, I mean, Michael Jackson when he died, that was a shock too. I mean, he wasn't oh, expected that was, to die. That, that, was, was kooky fans. that was that was another just wow, and
1: that Farrah Fawcett died on the same day, and nobody, nobody remembers, I know, because of yeah, because of Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But, but but with George Michael, he it's hard to really for me to put into words really what he meant to me as a gay man. And to go back and listen to again that that album, Listen Without Prejudice, there is it feels very coded. Mm-hmm. You know, in the way where, like, if you know what you're listening to, you can get a whole new meaning. Right. You know, about right. you know the the longing, the love, yeah. you know, for another man. And 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 that voice, it just like it soared.
0: You had a beautiful singing voice. <sighs> Oh, oh no. it was we, we Lose oh. our stars at a young age. He's I only know. in his fifties, fifty-two, I think. I he know,
1: died. well on, That's where I am. Mm.
0: Yeah, you're, you're you're in better shape than he was. Trust yeah, me. Because I wear my
1: compression socks. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> every day. There, every day, got them on. I
0: got them on. Never go. Will you wear them on the beach?
1: Yes. Are you kidding me? I want some funky tan lines. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No. No. No.
0: No. no. They'll be free.
1: Yes, I will be free. Well, I have to wear one on the plane.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, on the plane. I have friends that wear them, regardless of having any issues. Like, really? Oh yeah, we wear them all the time. Like, really? I don't know that. I aren't they tight?
1: Uh, mine, mine was because it was a
0: prescription strength (laughs) one. I had to go to a special thing.
1: But no, but just even, okay, like the like you can buy just like sock socks.
0: Yeah, I I think that's what my friends. Oh yeah, we wear them when we fly. I'm like. They're great. I'm not that old? Do I need to do that if I don't have a problem? I'm not
1: that old, but do no, they but just you... feel good? Okay. Um, yes. I'm again. Bombus. Hello. Please be a sponsor of our show. Mm-hmm. Bombus socks, which do are great. Do they do a
0: job? Do they do like? Do they act like a compression sock? Do you feel? It
1: feels like it. Okay. I love it. Go. Come on, Bombas. Mm-hmm. I want. I want code. I special code. Duff. <laughs> That's all I want. promo code Duff. D U F F. That's it for a special discount. For a special sock. compression socks. Okay. Uh, also, so while we were talking about voices, mm-hmm. there's another voice yes. that is legendary, Truman Capote.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, he had a legendary. voice. He had a legendary voice. <laughs> Girl, could. have you been watching Feud? Capote I have versus not the yet. Swans? No, I haven't. I've re- I've heard a little bit about it. I'm not that clear about. it. Tell me about it. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, first of all, it's brought to you by Ryan Murphy. Mm-hmm. We all know I've I have a very weird thing with Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy. I'm so glad that Ryan Murphy exists. Yes. Talk about being a gay man and putting out gay voices and doing things that are very very queer uh, on television. Fantastic. Like Glee. For me. Yeah. Like Glee. Like American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Like that Hollywood. Uh, sh- I forget. Is that what was it called? Hollywood. Yeah. That show about the gas station and all like the the sex workers in the 40s oh, yeah. of hollywood coming yeah, up yeah. like about the debauchery of, yeah. of the time right. you know he i'm i'm very happy that he exists yes. for me a lot of times except for the very first season of American Horror Story, he, dude, man starts off a show real great, and then he just doesn't know how to finish it. Like it kind of lingers on a little too much. Uh, Glee kind of annoyed me too because it started out as like one thing. And I'm like, oh, this is dark and quirky and indie, and then it just became like an iTunes machine. Mm-hmm, yeah. Wow, well, like, they started making money. In I know. The songs well, go and make your money. Yeah. yeah, go make your money. Yep. Do that. I get it, but it like, But you're sacrificing artistic sensibility. Yeah, but, uh, but the other show mm-hmm. that I really liked. This is the second season, so he's done two feud seasons the first one was betty and joan about betty davis and joan crawford while they were filming uh whatever happened to baby jane and you've got susan sarandon and jessica lang in it mm-hmm. it's delicious mm-hmm. nom, 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 lovely amazing great performances
0: classic movies. fantastic mm-hmm, based on it yeah
1: uh so this one, the mm-hmm. feud, it's now between Truman Capote and the Swans, which are this group of the the social elite of New York. Is that
0: where the Swans are? They were his Swans. Okay.
1: Um, and we're talking like just you know the cram the cream of society sure. back when that sort of thing yeah really, i mean i guess it still matters he ran
0: with that crowd he sure. ran well
1: he, he can thank his lucky stars with that for that crowd but then he turned on them and he wrote a piece okay. that was very like very thinly veiled of like what's happening in their worlds and kind of took them all down mm-hmm. and now it's their because that's what he does, you know, in Cold Blood, he went and he interviewed and he was with these murderers right. and then he wrote about them. Right. And now he's his whole defense is that he is just he's an observer sure. and he he writes what he sees. And this is the world that he was living in. It is so good. First of all, the cast is banana actually Danny Vaccaro, who was on our, who was just you know, sure. Girl from the North Country? He mm-hmm. was just on this last episode oh, okay. as, as a doctor for, for yeah. Babe Paley. Uh, but you've got Naomi Watts. You have Diane Lane, who's so good. Uh, uh, who else? Chloe Sevigny, Callista Flockhart, who is chewing up every scene imaginable. Uh, Demi Moore, looking like a million bucks.
0: She the looks Demi. good still. Molly Ringwald, I heard is Molly in it. Ringwald is in it. My favorite Treat Williams, who's no his, longer it, with it, us. It was his last oh, uh, last project I
1: before he it. passed away. Uh, and then uh, Tom Hollander plays Truman Capote, and I dare I say, yeah. I think he's better than Philip Seymour Hoffman oh, in the movie. That's
0: saying a lot. It Philip is Philip was great in that. Yeah,
1: and he is phenomenal, and you get to see. I don't know, it is so freaking gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't even know how to, like, say. It's just gay as gay can be. The fashions mm-hmm. are amazing. Like, the whole style of it. We're talking late 60s, early 70s, New York. So much hair. The mumus, the ga- like the dressing, the gloves. Ugh. And then they're all coming after him. like, we've, you know, they're retaliating against the swans. They're retaliating against Capote.
0: For what he for, wrote what, he, about for them. what he read
1: about them, and it's like, all right, well, let's get take him down, and it's like this strange sort of power play. But you also get to see, like, it does not paint Truman Capote in a very good uh-huh. good light, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. You know, they He's an interesting
0: re- character. He was an
1: interesting character who had a lot of problems, like dependency, booze. Mm-hmm. He, like, he, he was an alcoholic. Watch it. I don't know. I can't. Rec- I cannot okay, look at I'm it in I'm, it it's so, new for us to watch. And when it's we get back. just delicious.
0: And it said Mill- Molly Ringwald was playing Joanne, Joanne Carson. That's Johnny Carson's wife. Mm-hmm.
1: These are all real people. Yeah. They're all it's
0: like she was part of it, huh? Uh-huh. Interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's I'm telling you, if you want some delicious, hey, it's gorgeous to look at mm-hmm. Uh, and to see these women. The women are incredible. Diane Lane. I just
0: love her. She's Nightmare. fantastic. Yeah,
1: and Callista, 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 she's vicious. Ooh, Look out for her. Okay. Anyway, check it out. So that's gonna be my recommendation. All right, thank uh, you for that. Hey, so we are uh, we're gonna be going on vacation, mm-hmm. uh, but fear not. Because we've actually pre-recorded next show, next mm-hmm. week's show. It's going to be fabulous. Yes, it is. Uh, and I want to give a big old shout out uh, before next week's show. We were lucky enough to speak with Jim Flint, who is the owner, yes. uh, one of the owners of the legendary Baton Show Lounge. Lounge. Yes. Uh, it is. It's celebrating fifty five. Years. What an
0: accomplishment, especially 50, you know, a, any business that a been around that business but
1: for a drag show <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, I that's mean just for showgirls like that is that is kooky pants and that Chicago has embraced him, uh, and that he is, you know, Fifty-five years, and he's got
0: lots of stories. He's
1: got lots of stories, so you're going to want to tune in for that, and you also to want to go. They're celebrating. Uh, they're, there's a special shows all oh, next
0: weekend. Yeah, doing lots of things to celebrate that. So make sure you
1: go and you check that out and tune in. Yes. Uh, Ellen, are you looking forward What are you most looking uh, forward to on your vacation?
0: Ah, uh, just being a, being warm. And being on the sand.
1: There we are. Yeah. Same.
0: Being in the water. Same. Look, that's it.
1: I've got my passport. It's in my bag right now. I'm ready I'm to packed. go. I'm ready there to I'm go. Packed. I'm packed. Ready to go. I got some. Got a new suitcase. Got a new swimsuit. Got some new panties. You're ready. I'm ready to go. You're ready. I'm ready to go. We'll,
0: we'll compare notes when we get back. Woohoo! And tan lines. That's that's well, what we'll be comparing for those. my socks. Okay. For, for my compression so- socks. Okay. That's what yes, I want to say. My compression socks that's on the beach. That's perfect. Bench. Uh, and on
1: that note, I want to thank everybody who joined us today. Senator Mike Simmons. Make. Sure sure you uh, contact your local uh, uh, elected officials if you are for that child tax credit bill. Go ahead and do that. That'll be fun. Uh, thanks to Danny Vaccaro and Craig Winberry. Uh, Devin, you are amazing. Thank and, you, Devin. And a, a little flower. I don't know what that means. But there you are. Thumbs up to that. Paul, <laughs> you're a little tiny weed. Uh, but we love you. Thank you for help, all your help this week, too. Ellen Miller, have a fabulous time. Scott,
0: you have a fabulous time as well.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and until two weeks from now, stay, stay proud. proud.